Man, that was anointed, Cherie and Pastor Jeff and worship team. Man, you know how blessed we are to have those folks here at Crown Point Church? Man. Well, I don't know if you were here last Wednesday, but if you were here, how many enjoyed our, our service last Wednesday night? Man, I'm telling you, the people I went to Bible college with, the guys I ran around with, those brothers can preach, amen? And I want to encourage you, at the end of June, uh, one of my friends is going to come back in town who preaches just like Brother Tim Rose. His name is uh, Pastor Floyd McDonald. And I don't know if you remember Floyd. He was here in October, played the piano and sang and preached up a storm. Uh, how, I'm telling you something. If I tell you one of my friends is going to be here, you need to be here. I don't bring anybody in here who can't preach. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you. That's going to be the last Wednesday night service of June. Uh, now, I need you to listen to me tonight because it's been three weeks since I preached on a Wednesday night. Last week, my, my brother, Tim Rose, preached, and the week before, I'm on vacation. So if you're quiet tonight, I could preach long. <laughs> so amen. So I'm going to need you to stay with me tonight. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Genesis 25. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate all the work Pastor Jeff has done for our Easter service and Palm Sunday service. You know, prior to Pastor Jeff coming here, he had a really powerful ministry in Washington, D.C., and, and uh, had a humongous choir and was at a huge church, and, and they were having a baptismal service, and uh, Pastor Jeff was baptizing people. Have you ever seen those baptismal services? I love them when they're out in a lake or a pond. And uh, Pastor Jeff, this church had just many people gotten saved, and they had had so many people get saved, all the pastors needed to help baptize the people. And Pastor Jeff was there, and people were just getting baptized, and, 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 and it was just, it just powerful to see what God does in people's hearts and lives. Well, they were out in this park, and there was a drunk man that came there. And Pastor Jeff just has the heart of an evangelist. Uh, the, Pastor Jeff yelled out of that drunk man, and he said, uh, Brother, are you ready to find Jesus? And that drunk came right down the water. How many know Jesus Christ can set people free from bondages to alcohol? Amen? That drunk came right down there into the water, and Pastor Jeff baptized him. And when he came up, Pastor Jeff said, have you found Jesus? And that drunk said, no. And that kind of caught Pastor Jeff off guard, so he dunked him again. Man, Pastor Jeff's crazy. I like that. Praise God. He came back up, and Pastor Jeff said, brother, did you find Jesus? And that drunk said no, and this time Pastor Jeff dunked him down again. I'd have been fired if I'd do that stuff. Pastor Jeff, Washington, D.C. is a whole different area than Kansas City. Pastor Jeff held him down for about 30 seconds. His arms were flailing. He came back up, and Pastor Jeff said for a third time, Brother, did you find Jesus? After that drunk caught his breath for a little bit, he said, Are you sure he fell in here? <laughs> well, tonight I want to speak to you. I sure love Pastor Jeff's tenacity. I, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Genesis 25. I want to speak to you. We've been doing a series on Wednesday night entitled, The Road Signs to Life. And I want you to hear this verse. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and to give it more abundantly but friends can I tell you something God because he loves us he gives us road signs in our life God because he loves us he tries to guide and direct us he tries to tell us what to do so that we can be blessed 
He tries to give us wisdom so that we can have freedom. He tries to give us instruction so that we can have his power and his strength. But if we don't follow his signs, we're going to get lost along the way. How many before you've loved the Lord, but the Lord told you to zig and you zagged? (laughs) The Lord said go up and you went down. (laughs) The Lord said go right and you went left. We've all been there. And tonight, I want to speak to you about the last sign. Next Wednesday night, we're going to be starting a really powerful series entitled Get Disconnected. (laughs) And uh, that's going to be next Wednesday night. We're going to talk about that for three or four weeks. But tonight's the last series, the last night in the series, we've talked about U-turn. Hallelujah. Man, that one word just gets me excited. I just see a U-turn sign, and we just want to start shouting. I'm telling you, God wants to give you a U-turn if you're struggling in life tonight. We've talked about exit, how sometimes there's things in our lives that God wants us to stop. We've talked about yield and how we need to yield to God's wisdom. We've talked about do not enter, things that God wants us to avoid. We've talked about a detour, how we might think we get off on the wrong track, but God can put us right back on. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about a difficult sign, and I've saved probably the toughest for last, and it's this one right here. I hate this sign because it talks about taking money from my pocket. It's hard to get in my pocket. If your name's not Kelly Young or Lord Jesus Christ, it's tough to get into my pocket. But every time I see a sign like this, what's that mean? We've got to pay something. And in each one of our lives, God says, You can have a life of freedom and a life of blessing. You can have a life of power and authority and victory, a life of excitement, a life uh, absent of worry or fear. But if you get off the way that God wants you to go, there's a toll to pay. I wish it wasn't the case. You see, my friend Pastor Tim, as an evangelist, he gets to come in here and stir you up and then leave. My friend Floyd gets to come in and stir you and and then leave. I love it when I get to go to preach at other churches because I get to move as an evangelist. But here, as a pastor, my job is to empower and to equip you to live the life God wants you to have. And sometimes i got to deal with the difficult topics, and here's one. If you get off the way that God wants you to go, there will be a toll. I want you to turn to Genesis 25 tonight, verse 29, and we're gonna look at tonight the road signs of life. Here's the last one, the toll road. Let's look at a very popular story, familiar story, Genesis 25, verse 29 to 34, and here's what the word says. It says, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. Jacob and Esau were brothers. Verse 30 says, Esau said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he was also called Edom. Verse 31, Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Verse 32, look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. And finally, verse 34. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew, 
and he ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Now that story, it's about two brothers, Esau being the oldest brother who had the first rights to all the inheritance of the family and his younger brother Jacob. And it talks about how Esau was so hungry he was willing to trade in his God-given birthright for dinner. Do you know who that story reminds me of? Me and you. There are times that we've traded in a gift from God for something that's only a temporary fix. And tonight I want to speak to you, this is going to be a word that you're going to want to keep around for a while, about the road signs of life. I want to look at the toll road tonight. Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer? Lord, thank you for your word. God, I already sense and feel a powerful anointing. And I know that every person that's here tonight, this is the word of God that they want, that they need, that you want, and that you want them to hear. So, Lord, I pray that you'd remove distractions tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to speak to us. And, Lord, just let your freedom be in every person's heart that's here tonight. Help us so that we don't have to keep paying the toll so that we can be on your road of blessing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Friends, tonight I want to look at a few facts tonight that if you don't watch out, if Barry Young doesn't watch out, that we're going to pay a toll. Let's look at them tonight. Let's look at number one here tonight. Let's look at this story. Seven facts tonight about the toll road. Number one, Esau decided to feed the flesh. Look at verse 29. It says, Esau came in from the open country and he was famished. Have you ever been that way before? You just said you're starving, but you just ate four hours ago. How many know that that men can tend to exaggerate? Do I have an amen, ladies? Men can be gifted at stretching the truth. How many of you men, your wife, they're tougher than you are? I got my hand raised. I'm telling you, Kelly is so much tougher than I am, it's not even funny. Esau comes in and he, he says, I'm famished. Can I tell you something? Number one, Esau decided to feed the flesh. And I want you to know tonight, friends, that every time you feed your flesh, there's a toll. Husbands, if you're married, (laughs) husbands, if you're married, (laughs) men, if you're male, (laughs) Americans, if you're citizens, just call me Captain Obvious. Okay. Husbands, if you lust after a woman other than your wife and you keep doing it, there will be a toll. First, your minds are going to get messed up. And if you don't stop, pretty soon those thoughts, they're going to become an action. And then they're going to be habits. And then you will have destroyed your marriage. There's a toll to pay when you feed the flesh. We can say that to the ladies. If you allow yourself, ladies, to be infatuated in some relationship that is not in covenant with you, you're asking for trouble. If you feed your flesh 
and it comes to substances. Uh, you're looking at a fourth generation alcoholic, except for the grace of God. Hallelujah. But you know what my father and my father's father and my father's father father did? They paid a toll. They lost relationships with their sons and with their daughters, and they lost marriages. Because when you feed the flesh, just like Esau did, you're going to have to pay for it. Let's look at number two. Boy, I guess you guys are missing Tim now. <laughs> Woo! Everybody repeat after me, I love you, Jesus. Say that one more time, I love you, Barry. No matter what you say, here we go, number two. Esau focused on getting his needs met immediately. Look at verse 30. Quick, here's what he says. Quick, let me have some of that red stew. Now, I, I want to tell you something here tonight. When you need to have your me needs met immediately, chances are you're going to get in trouble. I'm telling you, there have been so many people, they sacrifice quality for quickness. Did you hear that? They satisfy quality. They sacrifice quality for quickness. And friends, can I tell you, there are certain things that just take time. Am I right? There are certain things, it just takes time. You can't get there overnight. Let me give you a couple examples. You can't become a man of God overnight. You cannot become a, you know, we're so blessed at Crown Point to have Pastor Numi. Why? Because he has years and years and years of faithful godliness. Pastor Mary, our kids pastor. Pastor Jeff, our music pastor. Pastor Jeff, or Pastor Craig, our youth pastor. We're blessed because these men and women have years and years of faithfulness. Friends, can I tell you something? If you're here and you need something, a need met immediately, and you meet it, chances are it's gonna be an incorrect answer to your need. Can I give you just a really sad story? You know, our world, in our world, we, we, we have story after story of personal tragedy. I can't tell you how many men and women have come in my office and the vast majority of horrible stories, you know what they did? They got there too quickly. They got there too quickly. You know what Craig is gonna preach to our youth at some point this year? Sexual purity, you know why? Sex is a gift from God, but not till you're married. You can say amen to that. You know what, there are certain things, it just takes time. And friends tonight, here's what Esau did. Esau immediately wanted his needs met. He paid a toll. Number three. Toll road. Esau ignored the price for sacrificing what God had given him. Verse 31. Jacob says to Esau, first sell me your birthright. Esau sold something very, very valuable for something that was of very little value. I remember one time when I was at Tiffany Fellowship, we had this huge youth ministry, about 200 kids, and man, I mean, I tell you, there's sometimes I miss being a youth pastor. Not very often, but once in a while. And I mean, you know what I loved about young people is they were just young enough to understand what I was talking about 
or probably just old enough to understand what I was talking about and just young enough to do it. And, and I remember one time I was pe- preaching about um, waiting concerning sexual issues and this young girl came up to me with tears rolling down her cheeks in anguish because she had lost her virginity. Do you know what she did? She gave something that was very, very valuable for something she regretted and caused her a lot of pain. And can I tell you something? Every one of us have been there. Every person here, very young, unfortunately, totally included, I've made trade-offs in my life that I wish I wouldn't have done, both monetarily and physically. I'm telling you, every one of us here, we can put ourselves in that area. And the key is, God wants us to get off of this road. Let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in verse 31, he says, first, sell me your birthright. Friends, there is a price to pay when we stop following God's way for our lives. Can I just give you three facts about sin I'd like you to write down? First of all, sin will always cost more than you're willing to pay. I'm telling you, that's the truth. If you are very young, there have been times in my life I've allowed sin in my life, and it's always taken more than I was willing to give. Number two, sin always starts small and gets big. Oh, man, the stories that I've heard over 10 years of ministry, the the things that just were catastrophic, they always started small and got big. And let me give you the third fact about sin. Sin always appears innocent. But it turns violent. I'm telling you, haven't you seen somebody where, well, you know, we're just going to try this, and then, wham. You know, if you're watching the news, it's, it, it's, it's it, it, news media blitz. Tiger Woods is going back to the Masters. But nobody wants to talk to him about his golf. They want to talk about the 10 or 11 or 12 mistresses that he had. Listen, I'm not putting him down. We need to pray for Tiger Woods. But what I'm saying is we've all been there. Every one of us, we've traded something of value for something that wasn't valuable. Let me look at number four here tonight. Number four, look at verse 32. The word of God says, look, here's Esau. I'm about to die. What good is my birthright to me? Number four, Esau didn't have a long-term vision for his life. Friends, listen, God wants you to have a long-term vision for your life. Do you know how you get blessed financially? You look at it the long term. How many of you know if there's a get-rich scheme, it's a scheme? Have you, listen to me, I love you, and I don't want to call you stupid, but I don't ever want anybody from Crown Point Church buying pills that will help you lose weight while you sleep. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. Nobody would go to Weight Watchers if you could buy pills and lose weight while you sleep. Do I have an amen? Amen. I tell you what, I'd pay $1,000 for pills that I could take them and go to sleep and lose weight. Would anybody do that? And you just eat whatever you want? Yeah. Okay. So Esau, he's not looking at the long term. The short term. I want you to write this down or just put it deep in your heart. A short-term gain 
equals a long-term sacrifice. But a short-term sacrifice will equal a long-term gain. A short-term gain equals a long-term sacrifice, but a short-term sacrifice, it can equal a long-term gain. You've heard me tell our financial testimony. Five or six years ago, we were $30,000, $40,000 in debt. But we just made short-term sacrifices. Okay, we're not going to go on vacation. Okay, we're going to eat in. Not going to spend a lot of money on clothes. Today we're debt-free but our mortgage. Thank you, Jesus. Both cars and motorcycle paid for. Thank you, Jesus. School loans paid off. No credit card. But what we do? Fred Milson didn't just come up to me and say, you know what, Barry? You're the best-looking bald preacher I've ever seen. Write me a check for... No! Although if the Lord speaks to you, Fred, just obey him in Jesus' name. No! What did ha happen? We started to make sacrifice after sacrifice, but now we got a long-term gain. Kelly didn't go down to the boats and win $75,000. She lost money. That's what got us in debt. No, 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 I'm joking. No! Listen to me. You've got to have a long-term vision. Listen to me, friends. Don't, uh, can I tell you what Joyce Meyer said? It, man, I heard Joyce Meyer say this, and man, it, it hit me back. Here's what Joyce Meyer said. This woman is anointed woman of God. She said, the best decisions you can make are the decisions you will enjoy tomorrow. I want you to hear that one more time. The best decisions you can make, they're not the decisions you enjoy today, they're the decisions you will enjoy tomorrow. Let me give you number five here tonight. Number five, Esau paid the toll for his cravings. I want you to look up at here at me, please. This is such a sad story. Look at what the Bible says in verse 33. So Esau swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Number five, Esau, he paid a toll. Listen, I love you, but I love you so much as one of your pastors to tell you, if you do not follow God's word, there's a toll. You know what I love about God's promises and God's blessings? When you follow God's blessings, there's no regrets. When you follow God's blessings, you can look yourself in the mirror and feel good. But when you put God's word down and you get on this road, there's regret after regret, pain after pain, and what God says to you and me tonight is we don't have to pay the toll. Esau had the birthright that God had given him, and he gave it away. This is what's sad. Let's look at number six. Esau received a temporary reward. Let's look, look at verse 34. It says, Then Jacob gave Esau some bread, and some lentil stew. So Esau, he had the birthright. It would have blessed him for year after year after year. It would have blessed his line of family generation after generation for years and years and years. He gave that up for a 15-minute meal. I wish so much 
that there were times in my life I wish I would not have accepted the temporary reward. If you're here tonight and you're on the verge of doing something you shouldn't do in your marriage, I beg you in the name of Jesus, stop! Put your husband or spouse or wife first. If you're here and you've got something in your private life that shouldn't be there, listen to me. There is a toll. If there are substances that are controlling your life, you can get off of this road. Because we all get on this road. But we don't all have to stay. You know, I was telling a young couple, I was doing premarital counseling for them today. He's a third generation Pentecostal preacher and I'm doing their premarital counseling, gonna do their wedding in a couple weeks. Great young couple. They're in their 20s. You know what they said to me, Tracy? This blew me away. They came up to me and they asked me to do the wedding. I said, sure, I've known the, 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 the pastor for years. And he said, I, I said, well listen, I, I would like to do premarital counseling. He said, well, I'm getting premarital counseling from my brother who's a, a Pentecostal pastor. And, and I said, well, then, then you don't need counseling from me. He goes, no, 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 no. I want as much premarital counseling as possible. That is so rare for this generation. And I love it. You know what that tells me about their marriage? They're gonna be blessed. Because you know what? You can learn from your mistakes or somebody else's. How many know it's better to learn from somebody else? Let's look at number seven as uh, Chris comes to play very softly. Number seven here tonight. Okay, so we've talked about this road. I'm telling you, this road, it, 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 it will take your marriage, it will take your money, it will take your peace, it will take your reputation. If you stay on this road, you won't be able to sleep at night, you'll be ashamed. If you stay on this road, you'll be filled with guilt and you can be a Christian or not a Christian and get on this road. I told this Pentecostal preacher, there are greater men of God than me and him put together who have made massive mistakes in their marriage. We all know them because we've seen them on TV. Pride comes before the fall. Let me give you number seven here. Now, here's the good news. Oh, I love this. Number seven, look at 1 Peter 5.10. Here's what the word of God says. 1 Peter 5.10. Let me tell you what number seven is first, though. But God can bring back what you lost through Jesus Christ. You know what is sad about the story of Esau is what he lost, he could never get back. Esau lost his birthright and he could never, ever get it back. Esau gave up the gift God gave him and he could never get it back. But here's what the good news is for you and for me tonight. If we lose something, if we willfully give something over to the devil through Jesus Christ, we can get it back. Let me take you to 1 Peter 5.10. Here's what the word of God says. It says in 1 Peter 5.10, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Don't shout me down, I'm preaching good tonight. You, I'm preaching way better than you're amening tonight. Jesus can restore whatever the devil has taken, whatever you or I, any stupid decisions we made, he can bring it back. Amen. But only if we get off the road. 
I'm telling you tonight, if you're still on this road, he can't bring it back. But if you'll get off of this road and get onto this one, he can bring it back. You know my dad, I sure wish you were able to meet him. He was crazy, funny. I'm telling you, prime timers would be twice that size because my dad would be there every week. I mean, he just crazy. We would have to separate him, Fred, and Kenny. We couldn't let him get in the same room. It'd just be crazy. And uh, my dad, and he was divorced when he was young. He got out of the Korean War and got divorced, lost his family. Then he met my mom. And then God blessed him with a supernatural gift, me. <laughs> I remember as a, as a kid, we never went to church. Man, we didn't even go to church on Christmas. <laughs> and... Uh, my dad got saved. <laughs> You've probably heard this before, but my, my dad was a real tough man. And one day, this television preacher was on, and he had some physical need. And my dad said, God, if you're out there, if you even exist, would you heal me? And the power of God came down and healed my dad. And I'm telling you, my dad became a radically saved Christian. My mom got saved. I got saved. My sister got saved. But you know, early on in my life, and my dad's life, it wasn't that way. <laughs> my dad got divorced early on, like I told you, then he met my mom, and after they got married, then they got divorced. <laughs> and God brought them back together, and they were married for almost 30 years. And, and tonight, I just wanna tell you something, that if you're here tonight, and you've been a Christian for years, and you've made a stupid decision and lost something, I just wanna tell you, God can bring it back. Maybe you're here, and just like my dad, you got divorced. Man, God can bring a marriage back. Maybe not that same one, but he, he can bring it back. Maybe you're here and, and, and I don't know, maybe you made some big mistakes financially. I just wanna tell you something, I don't care what the economy is, God can bring it back. Maybe you're here tonight and, and there's a, a, a relationship with your son or daughter and somebody in your family and it's not like it should be, God can bring it back. Maybe you're here tonight and there was an opportunity for you to share the love of God and you didn't share it when you should have. God can bring it back. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, whatever the devil has stolen from you, thank God 1 Peter 5.10 says Jesus will restore it if you will give it to him. I'm gonna give you three things to leave tonight. Three things to leave with as we close. Number one, do not focus on what you've lost, but focus on what God is doing in your life now. You know, you might say, well, Barry, when I was younger, I didn't live for the Lord and lost those years. That's a lie from the devil. Just learn from those years and you can be more effective now than you ever could have ever been. Don't focus on what you've lost. Focus on what God is gonna do. Let's give you number two, what to leave with. Get excited about God's plan for your life. You know what? 
God's done some great things in my life and in my ministry. Man, I've got so many stories from my past that are great, but you know what? Those pale in the comparison to what God's gonna do in the future for me, for what God's gonna do in the future for Crown Point Church, and for what God's gonna do for your life if you will believe him. I'll tell you what, it's hard to believe God sometimes, isn't it? When God tells you a, a dream or a vision, sometimes it's hard to believe God. But I tell you what, if you believe, you will receive. Let me give you number third one as we close. What to leave with tonight, number three. Ultimately, there's only one thing you can do. You gotta leave it with God. Everything in your life, you've gotta leave it with God. You know, when Kelly and I were in great debt, you know what we did? We still tithed. When Kelly and I had great amounts of debt, you know what? We still gave over and above the tithe. We still gave to missions because we knew that our hope was not one in us, but it was in God. Hallelujah. And now we're debt free. Friends, tonight I want to tell you something. You leave it with God. You leave your marriage. Every time I pick my marriage up, I hurt it. Every time I leave it with God, it's so blessed I can't stand it. Every area of my life is that way. And friends, if you're trying to control an area of your life, leave it with God. Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer tonight? Lord, thank you so much in Jesus' name for your love and for your grace. God, thank you that you've called us, that you love us, you unconditionally accept us.